forever. Dog. Warning. The following podcast may contain ruthless pinball racketeering, bat-wielding leather haters, and an evil horny energy. Patrick Monahan joins us as we share formative memories of our favorite arcades on Podcast The Ride. Welcome to Podcast the Ride, the podcast that withdraws all their Patreon money straight to tokens. I'm Scott Gardner, joined by Mike Carlson. I am here. Yes, tokens. Uh, tokens is uh, uh, something that was I was obsessed with having tokens. Mm-hmm. And when you'd accidentally take a token home from wherever you were in an arcade, it would feel like you took like a, I don't know, like something wrong. You did something wrong. You stole Oh, you! F- I didn't know if you were gonna say that. That's neat. That that's a collectible from whatever local. It is now. Uh huh. Sure. But I guess re- immediately you made me think of like being guilty and being scared. <laughs> You've talked before about how you were afraid of prison as a child. Oh yeah, yeah. For uh, any minor infraction. And sure. I felt like if I had a token at home, it meant Chuck E. Cheese himself was coming to get me. You smuggled tokens across state lines or yeah. county lines, some line, any line, the line of where the store ends. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's not okay. This is currency within mm-hmm. this night, cl- this pizza time theater only. You're right. Uh, Jason Sheridan, feelings uh, about tokens? Uh, quite the uh, polar opposite of Mike. Uh, I love taking tokens home because it meant one or two things. I had a little souvenir from a fun time or it was the promise of like, we'll be back. I get to come uh, back oh. and cast these in. We're going to have to. It would be a financial loss. It would be a financial it's the, loss. It's the reverse of like leaving something at a date's house. So you have to get that second date. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, If my family was like, oh, what do we do this week? What are we doing? I was like, well, we got a... We got to use that token. Two fifty in tokens. We've got <laughs> two fifty. You would bring home a lot of tokens. tokens. Yeah, that's a that's well, a heavy usually pocket. when people would would tap out every now and then, you'd end up with like, oh, uh, we got too much. I huh. accidentally put a. Five. I feel like I was like when we when I was like, oh, you have fifteen minutes left. I would just be like, just feeding tokens into every machine to get like to get rid of them. Burn through because again, sure. you don't want to be shaken down at the state line. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to go to prison. <laughs> um. We'll see if our guest wants to go to prison <laughs> or not. Um, what a segue! Uh, hey, look, we're first. Wait, first things first. Uh, we're back on video here. We haven't been in video uh, for a little bit, and this is on the mm-hmm. Forever Dog YouTube channel. If you want to watch along, and this will also help us with a uh, cleaner, nice, more professional connection with our guest, who's mm-hmm. uh, joining us from New York City. He's a writer and comedian from the podcast "What a Time to Be Alive." Patrick Monahan. Hello, Patrick. Hello. Uh, you asked if I want to go to jail. I would say, I, or prison rather. I am always in a prison of my own making. That is my general <laughs> no. state of being. What a thing for uh, me to say. I've just I've agitated <laughs> you right at the top here. <laughs> um, uh, well, apologies for that. I hope uh, we can have a uh, fun time. Yeah, no. Um, uh, yeah. Well, to- tokens, you know, I think I was in between, uh, I, you know, the, the, the different polls we've set up here. I would take like maybe two home you know i'm not gonna like not spend uh six or seven but you know i like the idea of having a little souvenir Mm. and uh i don't know it's not legal tender but if it just felt like a yeah and then being able to kind of cash in maybe play a little uh 
play one round of the Simpsons game with money that you came, you know, you came with without having to ask mom, you know, that was, that was useful. I think. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I feel like also uh, I was, I, maybe this is something everyone shares, but I also was just like, I felt it was dirty and maybe it was because my mom told me like, you wash your hands when you touch coins. So there was something extra like gross about it to me to have like, coins from the Chuck E. Cheese. Not that I was some smart kid who knew, oh, this is a disease factory, mm-hmm. but I also was just like, oh, I don't want to touch, I don't want to touch it when I'm outside of Chuck E. Cheese's boundaries. Oh, sure. You want these off of you. You want these flying into machines as quickly as you can. Yes. To, to pass the germs. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Do we think tokens from a, a given arcade are more or less disgusting than just regular U.S. change? What, what, what do we think? Less. I bet it's less. Less. Because it's mostly just kids using them for games. Versus, who knows what adults are using pennies for? <laughs> we've seen the UC, we've seen the UCB sketch. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, we've yeah. all been taught it. You have yeah, to see right. it in classes. Ass pennies. <laughs> yes. So we know so that you're what's... taking ass pennies literally. That a lot of yeah. people are using it as an intimidation move. Right. Uh huh. Or just as like a fun. They don't. Even, there might be people who don't even know the sketch who are putting pennies up their right. ass. There might be some people who don't know the sketch from 25 years ago. You're from the there may cult be some comedy show who don't know all the sketches yeah. from yeah. the UCB show. So I think yeah, it's just like candies on the tokens and like syrup. Up, sticky, uh, like like you know, pancake syrup, like Kids stuff like taking that. Entire pancake, sy- like having <laughs> syrupy fingers. I think, you know, kids always have maple syrup on their fingers. At Chuck E. Cheese, syrup capital of well, kids. They do sell in the for breakfast. Chuck E. Cheese would have um, uh, like little sticks, like French toast sticks. What are you talking about? That's a hundred percent true. <laughs> My sister had a birthday there, and if you got there at 11 a.m., they oh, would give you French toast sticks instead of like pizza. Like Saturday morning. Exactly. Okay. I yes. th- here's what I think. I think that both sides of that voice raising was wrong. <laughs> I think that, that you, you, Mike got very agitated, but Jason, how could you find that so unbelievable? That's not so preposterous that there would be a, bre- a I, takeaway breakfast it, item. It's that- not. I just never thought about it. I know I've been to morning Chuck E. Cheese, but I have no memory of a breakfast uh, like <laughs> You had an omelet at Chuck E. Cheese in the morning. I did. I had, <laughs> I had eggs Benedict. I had to send it back because the uh, hollandaise was not uh, correct. You right, know? right. You had scrapple. I had. I, I. I'm in California. We had a California omelet at our Chuck E. Cheese mm. with our precious avocado. You had your avocado and we spinach. Right. We were just. It was the, the scrapple plate would come out. The pork roll plate would come out. You know. <laughs> Petra, what was your favorite breakfast at Chuck E. Cheese? <laughs> have you ever had breakfast at Chuck E. Cheese? I have. I will say I've never actually been to a Chuck E. Cheese. There were no <gasps> Chuck E. Cheeses near me growing up, or near enough. So sorry. Um, no kidding. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, but we. I had. I. We, we. This is a recent subject of an episode. Uh, but uh, I. We did have Discovery Zone for, uh, for as long as that existed. Oh yes, yeah, so so. we just covered on the second gate on our Patreon. Oh yeah, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Which, which you mentioned to us. Okay, so that was. And, and where did you grow up? Also, because that'll that'll factor in. Yeah, uh, Fairfield County, Connecticut. Okay, okay. Uh, oh, so, so that is the location. of Just full disclosure, and we won't get into it yet. We're all going to talk about, basically today we're talking about uh, arcades that we're very fond of, that were formative for us, where we had important experiences. And and this was sort of inspired by, by Patrick's childhood arcade, which you sent me some stuff about, 
And I I thought I looked it up and I thought this is an unusual amount of information for one Connecticut arcade. This was written about in yes. the newspaper a strange amount of times. <laughs> this is a tease for what we're gonna we're gonna get into. Um, uh, but that's kind of what we're so so uh, uh, th- that particular arcade we'll we'll talk about. But that was a go to. Discovery Zone was a go to. Uh, um, yeah. Any anything else you want to shout out? Yeah. Uh, the the there in the Trumbull Mall, uh, which I think is I think is called Westfield Trumbull or something now. I don't know mm-hmm. whatever, but but it's uh, they had an Fye the four year entertainment store, um, but half of it was like a big arcade basically. So it w- that was that was the arcade because it was like that was the arcade at the mall when like you know you know when you're like in middle school and you just get dropped off at the mall and just kind of do whatever people do at the mall. Sure. Um, that's where we would go spend our time. Discovery Zone. The only thing I remember other than the ball pit is that Big Bertha game. Do you guys remember that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Big Bertha. I felt like I was kind of good at Big Bertha. <laughs> That's Ski Ball and Big Bertha. That was the extent of the arcade part of Discovery Zone that I remember. It's a very oh, strangely particular memory now that I think about it. But, we talked yeah. about how their their arcade component was kind of diminished because, and if you haven't heard this on our Patreon, Discovery Zone was more of a run around climb ball pit kind of place mm-hmm. because we stress that we stress the the physical activity for the kids because we don't want kids being lazy with tvs that's why we only have 10 arcade games mm-hmm. instead of uh 24 like they still did it so it was a weird uh posturing for them to have mm-hmm. uh, um but i know now what kind of kid were you Patrick? did you uh were you more of a physical runaround kid or were you just like take me straight to the arcade stuff god no no i i mean i think i liked the ball pit conceptually like i think that was like something that i couldn't believe existed in real life but at the same time i wasn't like aching to uh do any kind of physical activity i was a video game and arcade type kid so not really an ideal place for me uh given the focus um so <laughs> probably for a lot of kids I yeah think, i think yeah uh, um, i should say big big bertha probably not around anymore right i mean they're not, they're not making new big bertha machines that's sort of a uh, mess oh up. interesting uh, yeah probably not probably a, a sort for, of cancelable for those who don't for those who don't know it's a it's a uh thing where it's an arcade where you a game where you throw um i think they were like those balls that were like in the ball pit they were like those hollow kind of balls yeah into the mouth of a, a large woman um, and she had a huge, you know, like opening and closing mouth. So you had to time it. And I think it, the points uh, were weight that was being gained by Bertha, I believe was. The oh, really? That oh, was the. Right. I forgot that she inflated. Um, yeah. And it does say feed Big Bertha that you're given the express <laughs> uh, instruction and you, yeah. you kind of you got a, a uvula to hit. Oh yeah, oh, that's, right. that's, that's right. dangling there. Which I, I don't know. That if was you... how they knew it went in, right? You had to hit the uvula, otherwise, I guess you wouldn't get the oh, wouldn't get the points. This feels but... like this could be become some sort of uh, part of the culture war now that we've put it out there. Like you could see, like Ben Shapiro saying he's going to start his own line of arcade <laughs> games, and we're going to not cancel the Big Bertha game, and a bunch of senators will start playing the Big Bertha game in the <laughs> in like the Capitol yeah. or Fox something. Fox News will get mad at like, and they're removing the Big Bertha. <laughs> like they got mad because of the M and M's campaign. Uh, recently, they just got mad at the A and W root beer uh, uh, post parroting the M and M's campaign. Really? Yeah. What's the name of that mascot again? Uh, I forget. It's a bear, but the joke was that like our bear's gonna wear pants now. Oh, okay. And there was a segment on Fox Business where it's like an unbelievable 
And they're mm. making the AMW root beer bear wear pants now. Yeah. Wearing pants is, of course, woke, as we all know, and something that should be uh, shunned. That's true. Yeah. Oh, Only his name is... in the last... I've, I, when did women start wearing pants? It's been in the last, like, two years, right? Mm-hmm. I think until this, this woke, crazy time. That's right. Never has a woman worn pants. It's, uh, it's, it's, uh, things are getting out of control. Uh, Rudy. His name is Rooty. Rooty. R-O-O-T-Y. Oh, okay. And we will do an episode about him that it will be at least 90 minutes. <laughs> Great. Not this year necessarily, but at a certain point. Okay, okay. Yeah. Rooty. Um, si- since we bring up a mascot, uh, uh, Patrick, on on your show, What a Time to Be Alive, um, you uh, talked about recently, I think on a Patreon episode of your show, uh, a mascot that I, I have seen but never fully processed. And um, I'm talking about Duncan Cuppy. Uh, and uh, Jordan if we could bring up that video I sent so that's just a a clip quick clip of uh, titled Cuppy does the hashtag D dance for dark roast at NASDAQ uh, that, is, that is Cuppy at the Nasdaq. Can you describe exchange. a Cuppy? Also, it's a it's this is a Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, thing. anthropomorphic cup. It's a big cup. It's a big cup, and uh, I was just poking around to see what Cuppy I could find. And I guess eight or nine years ago, they did a campaign where they were pushing a new dark roast. And so there's lots of videos of Cuppy dancing at Dunkin' Donuts franchises here. Dunkin'. Uh, uh, Duncan Cuppy dancing at the Nasdaq <laughs> exchange, uh, and he's having a great time. Do you, uh, what is, what's his full name again? I I've is seen it both Cuppy? as Cuppy and as Duncan Cuppy. So Cuppy might be his last name. Uh, yeah, I've also seen like feminine Cuppy. So okay. I think there's an iced coffee cuppy and a hot coffee cuppy. Oh, uh, jeez. We have to have feminine cuppy, don't we? We just, oh, it all has to <laughs> is be. The lady the ice co- is the lady the ice coffee? I, I think so. Oh. I think that's what I encountered. Yeah, we didn't get into that level of the lore. All, all I, I have met only the iced cuppy. Um, oh, you met okay. iced cuppy? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, at a, at a Jimmy Buffett concert this summer. What? There was, what? Uh, in, Mass- in Massachusetts. Yeah, no, the cuppy was just there. It was not part of the thing. They probably got fine. No. Um, I think you've completed was... the podcast, the Ride Bingo card already. Yeah. The first. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, all the Bob keywords. Iger was also there. Oh! And uh, let's see, what else? Uh... <laughs> Michael Eisner. Michael what? Eisner was there. Uh, unfortunately, Green Day. Uh... <laughs> Green Day came out and Ryan played. Ryan I don't know why these are on the card, but they are. Uh, uh, wait, I'm sorry. Ex- uh, explain these circumstances, Patrick. Oh no! I no my uh, my fiance's family. Uh, uh, her dad is a big parrot head, and, and his wife, and uh, so we went with them. Uh, and she and and she's also a fan. I am. Uh, I would call myself a novice. What is the what is the gross term? They do they just call me. They they just call me a virgin the whole time I was there. Is that what they do? Like a rocky like, like a rocky, rocky horror. horror? Hmm. Yeah, like, like yeah. No, maybe they were all just all these old people were just bullying me. Uh, no, I think it's like a. They call you like a Buffett virgin or really? something. I, I, I don't know this first term. Show. Oh, huh. Um, and it's just, it's see. just Buffett that. Virgin? I mean, I guess that's, look, it works because there's an alcoholic connotation. So it's like in right. keeping with the, but it does feel like there could be something a little more. Yeah, I'm looking it up. Buffett specific. Right. Because you're, you're, you're a baby pelican or something. Right. A baby pelican. Because you're a parrot head. No, there were people wearing parrot. shirts that said like, 
Buffett Virgin and they had like a shot glass, you know, on a necklace. You know what I mean? I guess with the idea being right, really right. Poor if I look up Buffett Virgin, I get Sierra's Buffet Dining in the Virgin River Hotel <laughs> and Casino first. Um, maybe this is just I don't know. We, we'd have to, I'd have to go on to the various Facebook groups of different Parrothead fan club that I am part of. Uh, I'm not like in the like on the board or anything. I'm just following these groups on Facebook. Yeah, the yeah. Board. I'm just thankful <laughs> that like they didn't like because the thing is like there's a, I mean at these shows there's a it's the you know boomer or just sub boomer you know folks and there's a lot of kind of like sexual energy that I would prefer not. Oh to be around yeah, in yeah, yeah, general. yeah. <laughs> we did we so. I, oh yeah, go ahead. Okay, so I'm just thankful that the expression doesn't involve like you know. Uh, uh, popping one's cherry or something like that. No one said that to me. You know? Well, you're popping a lime, that. traditionally. <laughs> the uh, uh, the we were all the, we went to a Jimmy Buffett concert at the Hollywood Bowl, which I believe was lacking in the horny energy of an mm. average Jimmy Buffett concert. Because then uh, I went to one in Anaheim right before the pandemic, and boy, was that a boat, a horny boat, people concert yeah. everyone yeah. was drunk we were getting like yelled at by like 60 year olds in line well the hollywood had... bowl is kind of safe like sectioned off it's a little like that's part there's of it a for lot sure. of hoops to jump through to like get get there get inside yeah. and and do it but like the, was the anaheim one at angel stadium no no it was at uh whatever the is it the, the honda center whatever it's called now. oh okay um, but massive parking lot right yeah yeah so they got tailgate yeah. like the so only tailgate and we of course went to the sammy hagar's cabo wabo cantina at hollywood and highland first oh. and then walked oh, up boy. which was great yeah. but it was still lacking in that uh uh i would say evil horny energy that you're talking about <laughs> 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 the like sinister it's, like, it, it's not even yeah. good it's not good it, it's it, it's like the end of hereditary <laughs> yeah. when all the naked people are standing around, yeah. you know, it's, 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 uh, yeah. 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 I, don't know how else, I mean, they had like, there were a lot of, um, or we saw at least one where there was like a, a sheet of, you know, uh, like that, like, I don't know what to call it fiberglass, but uh, like clear, you know, plastic. And it had two holes cut out and it was like, put them on the glass for a shot or something along those lines. And it's just like, all right, what is the average age of the concert goer that is putting them on the glass? And I, I don't wanna know. And then there, we walked by that and again, it was just like, everyone has RVs and stuff set up. Mm -hmm. And there was like a group of like a half dozen men between the ages of like, let's say 40 and I don't know, 50, 60, that were just kind of like pretending they weren't standing there waiting to see who would put them on the glass, mm. but were clearly just like just far enough away that they had plausible deniability about <laughs> wanting to see, see them on the glass. Yeah, so. it's uh, our uh, friend of the show. It's, male it's malevolent. Is, is I think you're right. Yeah, is, there's yeah, an evilness. Uh, <laughs> our friend of the show, Anthony Geo, worked at a concert venue in Indiana, and he said by far the m biggest maniac crowd was the Buffett crowd. Worse than any metal show or anything, <laughs> the Buffett crowd was just it was it was anarchy on the because there was a lawn. It's one of those places it was like an amphitheater with a big lawn, yeah. and it was just. <laughs> debauchery people definitely had to get woken up that like have like kids in yes. college like to get like kicked out of yeah, there yeah. you know like an hour after the show yeah. ends yeah mm -hmm. i mean that's i went to billy joel which is probably the long island version of this as well <laughs> at the garden uh, a few weeks ago and it was the same it's like man 
these ladies are out of like out of control is something i said about like another adult like this is too much like <laughs> penn station is just a war zone <laughs> these are people that are not used to being told like they can't do something you know what i mean yeah. like what do you mean i can't like sit in the stairs it's like well you know if something happens people have to be able to leave or just you know to, mm -hmm. because they want to go get a drink or something oh okay whatever i'm just having fun you know that kind of thing uh just very yeah, and that turns hostile very fast. Anyhow, they, Buffett is a much, much sunnier version. Some of the some of the some of the Billy stuff was getting a little dark. Mm. But people probably come to these things ready to fight. So that's on their checklist of oh, things yeah. to do tonight. Hoping <laughs> yeah. to fuck, hoping to fight. <laughs> the two F's. <laughs> I want to hit all the two. <laughs> <laughs> two F's and Buffett. Two F's for what we're going to do. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Lines up with his name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> F's is in his name. Mm -hmm. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, uh, do you want you want to steer back to uh, to some arcade stuff here? Yeah, uh, sure. Um, you mentioned this Fye, which is is very strange uh, uh, that that was the childhood because uh, um, it's mostly it's a music store, like a poster store mainly. It, yeah, it was. Well, I think it was all all media. Um, it was the 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 yeah. I guess posters were there. Yeah, yeah. The CDs and those like the the tall things remember when they had them in those like rack things mm -hmm. that were like twice the height of a cd case it was like I'm, that's what i'm and then oh yeah right i guess D, you know vhs and eventually dvd i don't know if they sold video games maybe they had a small and then also obviously uh collectibles of various kinds yeah you know, little statuettes and things like that right. all of the um, fies uh that i went to growing up they used to be the wall it was the wall got flipped to FYE. And the wall was the name of the store? The wall was like oh, all music, okay. and you could, I remember you could take any CD to the front and go, like, can I listen to this? And they had listening booths. And then oh, yeah. it was kind of like, like more like a, a Borders, and that it was like kind of dimly, you know, a lot of dark colors and stuff. And then when it became FYE, it became very bright. And FYE to me always seemed like a store that as soon as it opened, it was flailing. <laughs> Like Dis <laughs> Discovery Zone, Discovery Zone had a few years where they were really going strong, and then they started to lose their way. Fye immediately seemed like this is a sinking ship. Media yeah. is changing. Fye, and would, I'm scared. Fye would feel like it was. It would feel like anytime I've been in one, it feels like a spirit Halloween in the sense like, oh, they just threw all this stuff up on the wall. I guess. <laughs> Like oh okay because they have a lot of stuff I would like collectible etc but you'd be like oh this is this is on its way out right or this is a temporary store yeah but it's it's it hung on for a while yeah yeah uh, um, but yeah it always seemed like like they're planning on being out of there in three weeks yeah as fast yeah as they, they could they could get everything in a big sack and get out the door pretty quickly <laughs> yeah. and uh, it's funny that I'm saying this because all the arcades I have notes are are gone are pretty much gone there's one of them right, still right. going. But the rest, like, ate it very, you know, in the recent past. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's talk about yours then, Jason. Let's uh, let's let's hear some of the uh, y your formative arcades, and we'll sure. talk about uh, stuff that we love about any of these as, as we go. What our arcade tastes are, what our mm. game tastes are, and such. Um, Jordan, can you uh, pull up that first picture of uh, this was the arcade in the mall, Aladdin's Castle, mm -hmm. growing up. This was a chain 
uh and there there's a couple different versions you can just cycle through the aladdin's castle pictures this is what i remember it as also very dark uh not just another amusement center it says yeah this is i it started on this that is the very last aladdin's castle that closed i believe last year um and so you can see kind of the design changes over the years in by the time it got to the 90s of like the height of like x-men and ninja turtles and fighting games i think they had removed a lot of the like decorations and stuff again i just remember it being very dark and uh my my big memory of it is that we took a trip with the cub scouts on like a sunday night and as the mall was closing they kept the arcade open for us and everyone got ten dollars and quarters and when everything cost a quarter or 50 cents we were there for a few hours. Like you could really make that last. Mm-hmm. And uh, the the other uh, and, you're, of, and you're emotional about it. Uh, no, yeah, I am emotional. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Time Out was the other big chain. Like one mall had an Aladdin's castle. The other malls had Time Out arcades. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we have a picture of that too. And this was very colored. This oh, wow. Th- time out. Oh, my God. We're looking Hell, at some yeah, like, this looks World like of Sid and Marty Croft kind of stuff. Yeah. This is like a- and, and so this is um, never looked like this. This is how it used to look in the 70s and 80s. Aladdin's Castle, too, used to have a lot of features. But I think they were on a downswing. Um, and also, look, uh, not to keep being gross, but if this picture that we're looking at, as kind of you descend the layers, <laughs> and then it ca- in go towards ahead, the go back, ahead. it gets more kind of like oval shaped. Uh, I don't know. Does this does this remind anybody? Well, are, of yeah, any it's a type little of canal. Are you saying a... birth canal or rectum? <laughs> because the circle to me more suggests rectum. I think that's 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 where I thought you were going. I didn't see all the way oh, down. Yeah, it could yes. really could go either way. I, yeah. Okay. You guys but are the, going off of circle, which seems. But the colors, all the way down, which seems uh, a little bit more vaginal. The colors suggest vaginal. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, you yeah. you start heading into some purples. Yeah. Yeah. I, it also looks like it's like bored into like flesh, so it's kind of Cronenberg, as you know. It also, this looks, it, it doesn't look like it's a natural <laughs> orifice. This looks like that AI art that's been going around where people make like fake <laughs> movies from the eighties. It's like David Cronenberg's arcade. Yeah. <laughs> that one about the arcade. That yeah. It's like a, a giant crutch. Living woman who an arcade is in her. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the timeout tunnel is much more suggestive than uh, yeah. probably Jason imagined. When Jason, so I th- was it like this? No, when you, no, no, okay. no. Both of them were just like neon sign, no decorations oh, inside. By the time get to pass through the tunnel, no, I think this is a holdover from like the seventies and eighties because when the rise of arcades kind of lines up with the rise of indoor shopping malls, because before that, right. before arcade cabinets, there were you know pinball machines, but those were like sleazy uh they were like in bars and bowling alleys and stuff and often uh run by the mob like the pinballs pinballs were? pinballs were pinballs and jukeboxes and slot machines were like of a piece because it's an all-cash business that like that the rest of the the business and facility was not but they ran the machine specifically I, yeah somewhere down the line they uh, there's like old photos of like just piles of destroyed pinball machines and like the local sheriff giving a thumbs up <laughs> <laughs> because it was just seen as like gross and seedy. So wait like, a minute, is it is this was it just a phenomenon that there were a lot that were mob run or what? What percentage do you think in America 
in the in the sixties or seventies of of pinball machines were mob run. I can't speak to that, mm-hmm. but they you had think it's to north change. North of fifty, I I don't know. You know, I think uh, they had to change the perception and like having these dago colored family oriented centers mm-hmm. as arcade cabinets, as you know, Pong and Centipede and all these early games are starting to catch on. Yeah, yeah. like it became a real profit you know profitable place for like your aladdin's castle or your time out uh aladdin's castle eventually bought by bally's the slot machine company mm. and then bought by namco and at some point namco owned time out and aladdin's castle do you think that the mobsters who ran <laughs> i knew this would be back to mob immediately yeah. <laughs> jason's gonna talk and then as soon as mob could yeah yeah, yeah i ignored what he just said i ignored yeah, the last yeah. couple okay. sentences of what he said <laughs> i <laughs> I, I literally, I too knew. unusual to not talk about We got to go back to the mob room I and the pinballs, which I'm not this at the saying last you're wrong moment, either. Like, I was making, and I was like, oh, this will be an oddly enough thing, or we're going to talk about it for half an hour. Well, it'll be half an hour, so <laughs> yeah, Mike, okay. uh, continue. Yeah. I mean, I look, this. I was going to introduce some comedy ver- ideas here, really, that so we don't have to actually have a real discussion about it. But like, was that like a lower level of the mob, or was it the high-level <laughs> guys <laughs> doing the I like, Was they, there like a lower level mob? Like, yeah, I'm in the pinball. Uh, I do the pinball circuit, and you're like, Oh well, I uh, I I run drugs. I'm the guy <laughs> who does. Like you're a fucking loser. <laughs> yeah, right. You're a loser, you're the Tony. Pinball guy. <laughs> pinball small potatoes. <laughs> yeah, well, we got the uh, we got an Adams family machine coming up, and all the kids are gonna put the tokens in it. And it's like you are, you're a loser. A name of the house. Irishman steals steaks and he paints houses, huh? <laughs> You're not doing as well as Henry down the street. He's friends. Henry Hill. He's friends with the Teamster guy. Oh, okay. Well, we got we got a, a Laverne and Shirley machine coming out soon, too. <laughs> That's been off the air for 10 years. <laughs> we couldn't figure out the rights. Yeah, but, but when the ball goes up, you, you get it right in Lenny's mouth. <laughs> and the kids are going to yeah, love it because he says his catchphrases. I- <laughs> I like imagining that they were mob run until like the death of John Gotti. Like I love the <laughs> yeah. idea that's like we're talking like the, the Terminator Two machine is mob run. <laughs> we're partnering with Cameron. It's John, a big deal for real legitimizing. John Gotti took care of the city. John Gotti. John Gotti got us a dozen kiss slot machines. We were never on tilt when John Gotti was. <laughs> <laughs> do you think, do you think anyone got killed over pinball? That's the how how far did this go? I probably like, if that if yeah. that is true, probably that's that's tough stuff, man. Your last few moments, like real okay, all right, mm-hmm. this is it, this is how it ends. Or yeah. we killed with pinballs. Oh. If you could get up the right projectile to, sh- I mean, they're they're bullet esque. They're silver. They're hard. Mm-hmm. If they came flying hundreds of miles an hour at you, I think you could you could kill somebody with a barrage of pinballs very easily. I think yeah. yeah if you took the back off of a of a pinball machine and just pointed the pinball machine at your enemy. And just shot the pinballs from the whatever that thing <laughs> right. is, the spring. Yeah, yeah. like in, in Goodfellas, when Pesci thinks he's going to get made, they've actually they're actually lining up a pinball machine behind. Yeah, him. they took and the back like, off oh, of it. Oh no! <laughs> oh, what the hell? F- <laughs> yeah, bad news, by... multi-ball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> ow, ow, ow. <laughs> um, I I have one more arcade. Uh, this one a little little more uh, wholesome. Uh, this one is still open. Uh, if you can bring up the uh, pictures of Jilly's Arcade. This is on the boardwalk in Ocean City, New Jersey. Uh, still going strong. And for a long time, it was one of the few 24-hour businesses 
uh, on the island of Ocean City. Mm. Um, and I, this is how it looks now. Um, and they have expanded uh, J- the Jilly's company. That's how the the storefront I remember it. A little less uh, intense. A little less decorated. Uh, and then there's one more picture of like what it looks like inside. It's a big tall ceiling I see and a rolling stones pinball machine they have like every wow. pinball machine i feel and like ba- they... batman for not batman forever but uh is it wait is it dark that's dark night it's got uh ledger joker i, I was think it was batman yeah. and robin oh, i assume that'd be great this pinball i was and there Spider-Man last movie. summer i think i played the monsters machine sure but they have so many pinball machines next to each other i think I, they have a lot of the music and sound effects turned down because i think it would just sound like hell Sure, yeah. They were doing it. <laughs> um, but I I had not really processed that the Jillies family in Ocean City, like the Jillies company, now has a million other businesses too. They have a candy factory, ice cream factory, French fry factory, t-shirt factory, uh, bike rentals, and uh, a parking lot, um, and multiple vacation rental properties. So this is- So they are, they are just like the conglomerate- the, the vacation conglomerate, like the like waterside vacation conglomerate. Yeah, a, a lot of these beach towns, there's like two or three companies that own a lot of stuff. Like the biggest amusement park on the island is called Gillian's. Uh, and the mayor's name, uh, his name is Jay Gillian. And his father, Roy Gillian, is also was also the mayor in the late 80s. Hmm. So this is uh, a mob of its own. I was going to ask, is this a sort of a mob? Thing? I don't know. It's always it's interesting. A car- it's a carny town. <laughs> it okay. Kind of. And <laughs> this is like one of the most wholesome Jersey Shore towns like this in Cape May. Um, but I, yeah, I, yeah, it, I was going to say, it seems like arcades in the U.S. at least like the only places that they're really left and thriving like this are like waterside, like, like where you take the kids on vacation to like get them out of your face if you're like mm. parents you know what i mean yeah like, i feel like that's like the last place where they exist like this like kids in the suburbs like i don't know they just i don't know they just go scream slurs at each other while playing call of duty or whatever right they don't need to leave the house to play video games so or, or to be social in that way i guess I right wonder it's like malls still have them every mm-hmm. every mall i can think of around here still has an arcade but mm-hmm. they're they're smaller they're not as stacked i wouldn't say and they're also not there's not a ton of kids and people right it feels like the whole genre has shifted more to uh to adults and to the like the version where you can drink it's the Mm -hmm. busters and the round round one ones yeah yeah yeah. round one and it's got to have it's got karaoke and bowl it has to have a lot of different things and yeah it's got it can't just be arcade games anymore because that's not so yeah. novel it's got to have as, I, as a party that you put together mike it has to have karaoke in the brightest room karaoke that feels like a, a <laughs> library meeting room yeah it's a, an odd choice at round one if you do karaoke which we, i had a perfectly fun time yeah yeah me too. but uh it is like the, it's like somehow brighter than their main floor the main show floor or whatever you'd call it is where like uh, a city council would meet Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's bright enough that they can broadcast it to local TV right. and uh, and the web. I feel like you need, you need to bring in like intravenous alcohol or something with that level of like we need people to get drunk mm-hmm. immediately. We need instant <laughs> drunk. People cannot come in here sober. Uh, yeah. That's karaoke where you can see the wrinkles in veins in someone's face. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. The dream. Uh, um, but yeah, I know what you. I'm looking. I'm, lo- I'm looking forward to. By the way, speaking of how everything is. Become- coming like drinking and video games i think we're all around the same age as we become you know once the boomers start to kind of you know die off 
uh, culture is going to shift around pe- to be people our age and it's going to be fun for about 20 years, probably. Right. Uh, aside from the whole, you know, the oceans boiling and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just in terms of the, the, the way that things are be- uh, bent to make us try to spend money, you know, uh, I'm pretty psyched for that. Uh, personally. Yeah. I mean, just the way like at theme parks, like Universal and Disney pulling out like uh, retro merchandise or like stuff for rides that have closed. I always, I'm wondering, it's like, is this for the parents who remember it or like the kids who like throwback mm. stuff, you know? Yeah. And I, yeah, like when I'm 60, I'll be like in an evil horny mode at a bare naked ladies concert. <laughs> like that'll be when they finally, uh, well, when they bring Strzok back to Stephen Page, when they bring and... Stephen Page back, which is, of course, my big thing is they need to. Yeah, I think they're keeping him out of the band. You think it's that way? I believe it's be. that. And <laughs> I believe I will not see them until he's back in the band. Wow. Mike, I if you remember, I went to a Bare Naked Ladies concert with my family in Atlantic City about 10 years ago. Yes. Right. And my brother and I were easily some of the youngest people. Oh, I there. believe that. Yeah. Yeah. And Steven was out of the band at that point. I think so. I, uh, sorry, you were saying the bare naked ladies have not made the the transition to a Gen Z audience. <laughs> we are we are failing the generation behind us. That's true. What's but they happening? did the Big Bang. They theme. got the Big Bang theme. Sure, sure, sure. So yeah. there are some. They at there least were a are bunch familiar of people, with there the There was song. just one group of people in Bazinga shirts, and that was it. We just need to, we just need a TikTok dance to one week, and that should set things off. Well, right? or uh, or TikTok dance to if I had a million dollars from the live album, sure. so we can figure out a way to make All it. All it takes is want we just need to like we need just the kate one. bush situation or the right. fleetwood mac dream <laughs> right. situation mm-hmm. if, if megan too if in the sequel to megan she can dance too oh wow what uh, a good idea broke into the old apartment um <laughs> <laughs> a really danceable song oh yeah <laughs> one of their most danceable songs uh, uh you know yeah it hits pretty hard you know so <laughs> it, i think it's perfect for megan yeah yeah, yeah. um I'm picturing now like in an old folks home, you know, when everyone ends up there, that's our age, they're going to have like, uh, instead of watching like, you know, I don't know, old war broadcasts or whatever they do for like people, you know, now (laughs) it's going to be watching like classic, classic era Simpsons, Mm -hmm. like between seasons three and eight Simpsons. And all the uh, all the men are going to know all the lines, and all the women are going to be uh, annoyed looking at whatever, <laughs> whatever the ver- whatever the version of the phone is. Then I don't know what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and everybody like, no, see, it got a lot worse in season nine. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what our lives are about. That, that's the most like Just, any people who are like sl- about to die. That's their last gasp of energy. Is uh-huh. yeah. yeah, that's right. Wait a wait a minute. Well, the carny one was okay. Yeah, well, behind the laughter. That <laughs> Add some spark to it. Mm-hmm. Disney Plus converted them all to high definition, and they stretched. <laughs> they stretched the four by four by three. Yeah. Boy, orderlies just having to pull apart two guys just fighting about the principal and the pauper, and whether that was when the show. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> they made too big of a deal of it. Oh, it betrayed that we the, loved the characters. The, uh, the show, of course, would still be on the air then, and Al Jean would still be running it. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so, <laughs> so a lot of bionic parts. Yeah, yeah. 
Wow, never thought we'd make it to episode season, 4,000. <laughs> season 102. <laughs> wow. There are three shows, Family Guy, Grey's Anatomy, and The Simpsons. That's all that's <laughs> left. Mm-hmm. And every other show, it just started gathering up characters uh, <laughs> from other shows. You know, like like the Stranger Things characters got added to Grey's Anatomy. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Bob's Burgers just morphed with it. Like the Belchers moved in with Family Guy. Mm-hmm. So that, that just, Family Guy just swallowed Bob's Burgers. Burgers. Mm-hmm. Everybody's represented <laughs> yeah, in some yeah. way, though. That's right. All the sh- all the TV, sh- uh, uh, all the media companies consolidated, and soon the TV shows will consolidate as well. <laughs> is what you're saying. <laughs> We're just heading towards Game Master Anthony being real. It's just mm-hmm. ready, ready Player One, right? Is, right, is going to happen. <laughs> oh. If you know, if you're, if you can't, if if you're kind of tribal about like, I like Star Wars. No, I like Marvel. No, I like mm. Avatar. Well, they're all going to be one thing. That's soon. right. We'll find out which characters are officially <laughs> the best when they all fight. Yep. That's right. That's entertainment soon. Uh, uh, I want to talk. I want to talk more about uh, uh, the idea of the arcade That's in the same way nice. that uh, the Hall of yeah, President yeah. talks about the idea of a president. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I not because to me, yeah, when we grew up, we had Nintendo, we had Super Nintendo, but the arcade would give you a a, a, a better like graphical presentation. It feels like it was a different, like a high octane version of a video game, especially if it was like a racing game and you got to sit in a seat because it finally was uh, um, like it just it was obviously like more horsepower, whatever the the actual name of a graphical (laughs) processor, uh, whatever that is. Was there even Um, the issue at some point of like can home consoles, will home consoles ever be as good as what you can just drive a short distance to go? Probably. Yeah. Probably. You forget what a big sea change it was that it was an arcade-centric medium, and then it completely switched to a home. Medium. Right. Um, I'm not smart enough to know exactly when like that threshold was met, mm-hmm. uh, um, but it feels like around Nintendo 64 is when you start going, oh, this is pretty good and pretty close. Like I think graphics were still better in arcades for a while longer, but, but in you're my picturing, like, mind... But you're picturing like a USA type, like... Well, that like, yeah. like there's there's bigger, flashier stuff if yeah. you go to a place to see it. Um, so yeah, we so all this stuff like I we've talked about on the show before. Uh, uh, Enchanted Castle was a crazy place that I loved, which had so many arcade games and had an animatronic show. Of course, the Jam and Jesters. Oh yes, this um, came up because of Sally Dark Rides on the Patreon, correct? Yes, Th- that was it. Was this really odd? Only there animatronic and now gone. Show. Okay, but it involved a lot of songs from the musical Pippin. <laughs> For some reason, <laughs> it was a lot of Pippin in the Jam and Jester show. Um, but yeah, there was an Aladdin's Castle as well. Um, but I remember just being in the same way that I would go into like a retail store and be like desperate to find the toy section anytime we went to like a, a roller skating party an ice skating party i had my eye on where's the arcade yeah and the really when i think about what the most exciting arcade was for me it was in poplar creek bowl which was a bowling alley that had three or four games and it's still there it's still in schaumburg um and it was primarily because i was so obsessed with ninja turtles that it had the ninja turtles game okay and in the same way that when we'd watch a movie in school and the New Line Cinema logo would come up, I had I had a mono focus when it came to arcades, and it was, do they have that Ninja Turtles game? I love the Simpsons game. I liked other, a bunch of other games, but I was almost more consumed with just being near my friends 
than I was being with a big option, a big, big bunch of options. Especially when I was little. When I was yeah. a little older, there and was you, other wait, stuff. Wait, by your friends, you mean the Ninja Turtles? Yes, I thought that saying. was clear. Yes, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. It's possible that there oh, could be fair. friends around. No, I had no. I, <laughs> I was going to um, say this: the actual social aspect of arcades were a big component yes. of their success because with all with malls sprouting up, like parents could leave the kid with a few bucks. At yes. the arcade and come back. Now, now, my mother would not do that, but <laughs> that was for sure happening. Um, but I remember, yeah, anytime you'd go to a place that you kind of got like a sense like, oh, this place might have a couple games. Like it would be, I would be almost more interested in that primarily for Ninja Turtles than the actual activity. I like yeah. bowling fine, but I wanted to just stay in there and wait for the older kids to be done playing the Ninja Turtles game so I could sneak in there and play. Yeah, this is when you talk arcades in general, that's a big thing I flash to is like, uh oh, older kids. Uh oh, older, older kids, kids are right. doing the thing that I want to do. Yes. Older kids are behind me wanting to do yes. my thing, and I will cave immediately, or I will get so sweaty and start playing this thing so badly that mm-hmm. I that it's game over and I have to go. Yes. The older kids situation uh uh Makes this all dark to talk about. Yes, I, I have such strong memories of that turtle, like a bunch, a bunch of older kids. And when we say older kids, they were probably two years older. They're probably they're nine years old. <laughs> I'm seven and they're nine. And I think these are like 30 year olds. This is I'm so interesting because sure. I never encountered this. I think I had like short by default of being short and always young looking. They probably all thought I was five or six years younger than I actually was. So mm-hmm. I didn't get in any trouble. But there was I'm remembering there it was another Ocean City arcade called Aquaport and that was by like the center of town it was by a big ice cream parlor big playground and that's where the teenagers would smoke and uh, poorly skateboard outside <laughs> but it was more of an ordeal to go there so you like, were it was never more of a rigmarole you were never scared of them at the arcade the older kids no really yeah this is wild Patrick yeah Patrick older kids? Do you yeah. have an older kid I phobia? Mean, I don't think I, I definitely didn't have any run-ins that I can remember. I think I was probably intimidated, but I also kind of, I never played anything that was competitive unless I was with like, you know, you can't leave an open, play the computer in like a fighting game and leave the option for somebody to come in. Cause then you could get beat and it's embarrassing. Yeah. Whatever, right. So, so you got to make sure you have a pair for that. But I mean, other than that, I played a lot, I played a lot of like the, you know, X-Men or you know anything with the three screens or like you said, Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Yeah. The four I'm player try, kind remember. of thing. Yeah, anything that was like Simpsons was that way. I mean, cer- certainly, if, if there were older kids there, I, I would want I would find something else to do. That, that's for sure. <laughs> okay, so you weren't afraid of them, but maybe you steered clear. <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like put my quarter on the you know you put it on the little things to mm-hmm. mark your place. Like I'm not doing that. Uh, <laughs> oh right. When there's somebody who's 11 there. Oh, know, 11. Oh god. Uh, uh, yeah, because like also I remember even. Do it when like fighting games really like Mortal Kombat, which we've talked about before. I was obsessed with playing Mortal Kombat with the blood, and I had Super Nintendo, and Super Nintendo did not have blood in Mortal Kombat. It would not allow it, oh. and I hated that. I wanted to see the blood. I was a <laughs> child who loved blood, I guess, mm-hmm. but it felt like adult, I, uh, or whatever. Uh, um, now, but did this could the blood situation ever come across your mother's desk? Was she aware that you had this blood fascination? Did you keep it secret at all? I'm costs? sure I kept my bloodlust secret from my mother. <laughs> <laughs> I had to. I had no choice. She didn't catch you playing the blood version, and there were. Uh, I never had the blood version of the. You, did you have Super Nintendo or Genesis? Super Nintendo. 
Yeah, so yeah, you couldn't get the blood. Couldn't get the blood. Because right, that was only on Genesis. That was Genesis's was, like main selling point was the blood. Yes. Was Mortal Kombat 2? Didn't Super Nintendo allow it to have did, did it have the blood? Oh, maybe for two they did. I'm talking about for the, yeah, for the, the first, first one. That's what I was talking about too. Yeah. Um, but anytime I would try to play it, you would I would I never I would never win a fighting game in an arcade. I never won a round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get no. killed by an older kid. Yeah. I don't recall a single time. So I'd play Street Fighter, I'd play Mortal Kombat. And I would feel I would be humiliated, which we've talked about recently. Like when you were a, young, a little kid, we talk about it a lot, I guess. Uh, and you were humiliated lot, yes. <laughs> by you were humiliated because the older kids would literally dominate you. And then you just because mm-hmm. like, you get a dollar. Or it, is, it is literal domination. Yes. Yeah. In that's, a technical sense. Yes. Yeah. Because you, you, I'm yes, I'm talking about in a video. game. You would be dominated in a video game. Yeah. yeah. And I would just be like I, I felt like shit. I would be feeling so bad about myself because I could never beat anybody. And even to this day, I don't think I don't think I've ever beaten a stranger in an arcade setting. Wow. Yeah, I I would play those occasionally, but I think I gravitate it more towards besides Turtles and X-Men and Simpsons, the uh, shooting game, light gun games. Yeah, like um, the the Aerosmith uh, generation. Revolution Revolution X. 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 Yeah, Revolution X. Excuse me. Uh, Terminator (laughs) 2. And then. Uh, I don't know if anyone remembers the oddly photorealistic lethal enforcers. Yeah, yeah. Where you were shooting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You were just shooting bad guys in normal clothes. Like, mm-hmm. it was just regular people, but they had mean sunglasses on or, like, a flashy jacket, and they'd be shooting at you. Sure. And this is a great—it's it's a wonderful uh, poster where the poster, it is real yeah. people who I, I can't imagine they look like— that in the game well that's such a great well but there was there was that era of video games where they were mortal Kombat. did uh, we've talked about this i think before mortal Kombat does a little of like it was actual people and using whatever technology the day it would look a little bit more like like they were actually scanning them in yeah i remember the batman forever super nintendo game was like that and then there were a lot of arcade games there was that scotty pippen sega cd game where it was like live action scotty pippen which i'm sure was impossible to play i'm sure it was a bad game yeah there were four people played that game right i don't think i've ever even heard of that game sega cd as in and of itself was already kind of one of those yes formats like it was like the what is it like the babysitter murder game right was on there <laughs> right. right night stalker or whatever <laughs> and then uh sewer shark that's like all i remember oh, yeah from yeah um i never had it but a friend had it and yeah it was it was a similar virtual boy situation where it sounded cooler than the when it lived up to be uh, uh, Slam City with Scottie Pippen is the name <laughs> of the game, uh, which is great. Revolution X, I remember, uh, at a lot of the Disney World hotels had Revolution X. Like, no one was thinking at the time, like, should we have all these gun games at the happiest place on Earth? You know, mm. uh, but I, the, the arcade. Maybe that was part of their contract. It's like, if we're, we're not doing the rock we're and roll. We're not doing it. Point. Get those machines in. <laughs> yeah. It's a brand expansion opportunity for us. Right. The the arcade, I remember. What is that sound? What is that? What was that? That was very arcade. <laughs> that uh, sounded cool. It's the, it's the, it's the evil, uh, whatever they're called, the bad guys from Revolution X have hacked into oh, the no. Zoom. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. That would be great uh, if We'll it need happened. a gun that shoots both bullets and compact discs at them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, they're called the New Order Nation Regime. <laughs> that's, that's what that guy's <laughs> The Disney uh, arcade memory I have, very weirdly, <laughs> is uh, 
I, I think a lot of people fondly remember, like, oh, the Contemporary Hotel used to have a big arcade. Oh, yeah. They were arcade, at, yeah, you yeah. know, getting off Space Mountain in Florida and California. But I remember a very small arcade at the beach and Yacht Club that we would end up going to to kill time before we ate at the Cape May Seafood Buffet. Mm. That was one of my family's, like, all right, we're here too early for our seafood buffet uh so we're gonna kill time at the arcade. Mm-hmm. So, sounds like such a chore for young I know, Jason. Oh, I know. What a, <laughs> no, what time a burden! Before my seafood, my endless seafood. <laughs> <laughs> you also called it the Beach and Yacht Club. Oh, instead of the Yacht and Beach Club. Mm-hmm. I found that interesting. Yeah. That, was, um, yeah, that was bullshit. I'm glad you called Jason on it. Mm-hmm. I'm getting my ass <laughs> roasted today. I consider that a roast of Mike for oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. thinking that was enough to care about. Just to, well, cl- to clarify where my, my roasting is intended. Yeah, yeah. He roasted me. That's you're, that. you're clean. <laughs> Fair enough. You're Fair doing enough. fine. Uh, Fired a bunch of pinballs. Eventually, uh, oh, is this some Slam City with Scotty Pippen? Slam City with, uh, with Scotty Pippen. This is the full game. <laughs> yeah, full oh, game yeah. 55 now. minutes. This is a whole <laughs> version of it. So we're in space. I hope I'm right and it's actually a video and I don't look like a fool here. The iconic Sega but I'm pretty CD sure. logo has appeared. Yeah, there's Sonic. <laughs> you know that sound, that's Sonic. And it's got the little Sonic chime. Mm-hmm. Somehow sounds um, worse than the Sega Genesis chime. Hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah, digital picture. Oh, wait, oh, but it transitioned to a basketball yeah. beautifully. Three, a 3D-looking basketball. Look out. Tom's... That's the power of the processing you get with the Sega CD. <laughs> oh, they're yeah. showing off there. I like, Tom's by the way, I like how this is gearing up. This is fun. You and me. Yeah, Scotty, oh, my man. <laughs> I love it. Wait, wait, let's just watch that. You Scott, and can me. we find the, the top of the Scotty? Oh, here we go. Yeah, yeah, All right, let's just hear what Scotty. What you want to get? So how do you earn Quality video. Is this like Mad Dog McCree, but with Scotty Pippen playing basketball? (laughs) Dominate the court. Dominate. You and me will play one on one. What do you say? I say I'm in. That is way too much pressure for me. I love. This is great. You just turn it. You're playing that at home, and then you just press eject silently, (laughs) back in the case, and walk away. There is no way I will earn enough respect to top one of the best NBA players of all time. Yeah, (laughs) sir. I I don't believe I can dominate you. I still. I am seven years old. (laughs) I am not. (laughs) Jason talking to the screen. (laughs) I'm Mr. Pippen. I apologize. Thank you for your sir. I'm saluting you. I Both. didn't know it was a one-on-one situation. I thought maybe you were the host of this. I, I didn't realize I, yeah. you were a participant. And frankly, I can't go toe-to-toe I, Sir, I thought this was the musical Pippin. I, I was very confused. <laughs> I am returning this to Wesco's video to <laughs> live vicariously through the adventures of Vector Man. I will be. Uh, <laughs> he, I'm more comfortable with Vector Man. Uh, uh, yeah, this, this. Oh, by the way, I still have unopened the Scotty Pippin Digits bourbon. Oh. I'm saving it for a, a special occasion. Jeez, and so, you, so and that was not the birth of your child. That's I was not thinking that was good. I was thinking that was good. What was going to happen, but it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. So you made you, re, you made digits. You produced those digits didn't exist before you. Very true. And those are your. You made the digits. That you got to open some digits. Okay. Well, soon we'll figure. We'll figure out maybe the first birthday or something. That's nice. Uh-huh. Okay. I hope. Well, I hope that's at a park or something, and you got to discreetly. Mm. Hey, I got this digits I got under digits. the table. Did you, yeah, Scotty Pippen's mm-hmm. birth, you know, Scotty Pippen. Uh, uh, 
Uh, uh, you not the, you not the musical. Sh- not the musical. <laughs> <laughs> Scotty from the Bulls. It's not a branded bourbon to the musical uh, Pippin. <laughs> you know, ex-husband of Larsa Pippin? Come on. <laughs> oh, and Larsa was dating Michael Jordan's son. Yeah, that's right. What? I was, I was picturing yeah. that intimidation video oh, was being yeah, said to yeah. Michael yeah. Jordan's son. <laughs> I, I said that, and both Jason and Scott just started typing. What do you mean? <laughs> Wait, she was, okay, she was a real housewife? And then yeah, she, yeah, Larsa. Yeah, they divorced a couple years ago. And she dated, whoa. This and is, she's been, like, going places with Michael Jordan's son, and they're like, we're just friends. I know, like, I yeah, know. Yeah, I love to be friends with somebody who's 18 years younger than yes, me. Yes, this is wild. And, uh, yeah. Uh, this, is a, this is like Jada and that guy. I think they, I think they uh, they need a red table of their own. It's, I guess they got to pick a different color. Red's taken. Well, the Bulls was red. Oh. The Bulls is red. Well, yeah. black was in the, there too. I don't know. White. The black and red table. The black and yeah, red table. There we go. Now it's Bulls branded. Uh, We're taking um, this to Michael Jordan's steakhouse. <laughs> oh <laughs> man. Uh, uh, real quick before I uh, uh, I also this we should just do a future episode on this the the arcade shows of, of the era too. Like a Nick Arcade, remember Nick Arcade, oh, of oh, course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, and then Nick Arcade was a dream. A dream. Oh my God, it's, it probably was the dumbest thing in the world to try to play. But man, when I it was like, I'm in the game. Yes. I can't believe this. Like, yeah, it's um, probably a nightmare. Nightmare to play. To do. Super. At not the fun. end of the the yeah, final have to the final yeah. round where you go inside the game. It was basically yeah. you were just like in a green screen, and you were trying. I think the kids were like looking at a monitor or something, trying to see what the digital elements of the video Trying game to like dodge something right and they're just like confused or, yeah. and like it's like you're looking at two places like it would because you'd always get mad as a kid like why are they doing better they've achieved my dream yeah and they are flushing it down the toilet like, you get the girl just got hit in the head with a ghost just duck idiot I and mean, that's that's how every kid felt watching kids somehow not be able to put together the, the silver monkey right oh the yes like, there's three oh, pieces yes. for god's sakes 100 that one feels like well okay let's let's pull the room i i think that i'd be bad at nick arcade despite all that cop like come on idiot do it i think i would be horrible <laughs> at it and yeah. i bet the green screen's really confusing uh, but the silver monkey, I kind of feel like I, I could have done, but maybe it's like well, do you, dark or stressful or so. I don't know. Do you mean the whole I, I thing? Think, I think. I've, oh no no no! Oh, I'd I, be bad at uh, much of the physical effort involved okay. in uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple. Got but it. the the actual putting together of the puzzle, I it okay. doesn't seem that hard to me. But what do you think, Patrick? Yeah, I, I, well, the only thing I would say is if if there hadn't already been like the scary guy that gets you right. that came through. I think I, maybe I'd be distracted by waiting for like the jump scare and thinking I was going to have a heart attack mm. at age 10. Right. Uh, maybe that would like derail the, the monkey, you know, thing. Uh, I, I can't count on myself under pressure in that kind of situation. So, you know, as much as I'm talking uh, shit, I think I'd probably <laughs> have a little trouble. I wouldn't like, it wouldn't be like blowing the whole thing for my team, but it would definitely cost a few seconds. I would guess. Gotcha. Uh, um, and real quick, the show I also uh, or I learned about because I never saw it. There's a show called Video Power that was similar to Nick Arcade, and it was hosted by a kid named Johnny Arcade. <laughs> which I'm very excited about diving into more at a I later date. I don't remember that one. Johnny Arcade at all. Rather lazy. He's oh, okay. So he's a video game master. Yeah. So he's the guy you have to like beat or something. You would, what, I've never seen this. There either. was trivia, I think, involved in it, but also there was yeah, an element of playing video games. You didn't go in the game like Nick Arcade, but it was a similar show. This is like a beat the geeks, but the, but <laughs> yes. one guy similar. Yeah, I think. Um, but yeah, I just came upon it while I was looking around for stuff. So wow. we... aesthetically, it's wonderful. And I'm looking at a kid who's the most like Bobby Budnick, red hair mullet mm-hmm. kid ever. This is one of the straight. It's a bowl cut with a mullet 
underneath. It manages to be two unflattering hairstyles. Mm-hmm. Wait here, let me show you <laughs> so you guys can see at least. Oh, oh sure. That's an, <laughs> that's an insane look. That's interesting. Why would they punish children with these? Uh, but that's these not Johnny happen? Arcade. Johnny Arcade. That's not Johnny Arcade. I don't. Johnny think. Johnny Arcade's like this cool dude. Yeah, yeah, in the big chair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Played by actor Stevie Paskowski. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> Stevie uh, Piskowski. Yeah, Academy Award uh, nominee. Right. Uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> he was in the, he's on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so Johnny Arcade is in the MCU. That's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that, Finally, yeah. Johnny Arcade is is joining the MCU. I love when they have those announcements. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mr. Arcade. Morgan Freeman is the... joining the MCU. That was one of the, like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., like, Ike Parlmutter had his, his iron grip on it. And it's like, okay, we can't use most characters, but we're clear to use uh johnny arcade <laughs> they're letting us everything's use consolidating arcade. much yeah. expense i have purchased the character johnny arcade mm-hmm. <laughs> from what's the show called video power video power yeah video power i faintly remember video mm-hmm. power. the last time yeah. ike ever put on a television that's what was on so he assumes <laughs> right, johnny right. was big with the kids he catches mm-hmm. it every now and then at mar-a-lago out of the corner of his eye <laughs> before he says turn that shit off yeah Mm-hmm. Put on a golf match. Um, no, this is like a Heim, this is like a Heim Saban thing, apparently. Oh, I didn't actually know that video power. Oh, that yeah. makes wow, sense. Wow. Another kind of like uh, notorious, odd, right? He's like a cantankerous scumbag weird guy. Like he's a scumbag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> he's a big time uh, political donor, uh, but nice. made a lot of his money underpaying uh, all those child all the actors. Power Rangers. All the yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. That's right. Uh, um, well, when the Hollywood Reporter reported that he did not actually compose all the music in all of the shows he made, what? which totals 3,700 pieces of music. Oh, I don't believe you're telling that. He did not himself compose 3,700 <sighs> songs while also producing all of the shows. Oh, my. I didn't. I Mr. thought he did. Saban. I thought he did. Okay, well, having branched out into arcade world a little bit more I, th- I think we should narrow focus a little bit and talk about the place that patrick came in to talk about which inspired this episode um which, which i'm so excited to get into do you want to you want to introduce us to the uh, uh the, the the general uh, premise and place and the basics here yeah so this is um i'll start from my my like perspective as a kid um this is a place that opened in well, eventually opened in 1982. We can get into sort of that uh, whole thing, but uh, it was called uh, Arnie's Place in Westport, Connecticut, which is a, a couple towns over from uh, where I grew up. And um, apparently, it was much more controversial than I knew. Um, but, but by the time I was, you know, paying attention and, and going to the place when I was, it was probably 1990 or so. Um, you know, and it, it closed in '94, but it was just a um, it was a freestanding building that was an arcade. It had a um, now it's like a it became an anthropology after Arnie's closed, I believe. And now I think it's an Ulta, but they took off this. There was like this weird I, I want to remember it as being either brown or like a dark purple kind of like a very dark, you know, purple kind of like, you know, maybe a little tinged, like almost like a rubber skin. Like that was like the facade of the building. I don't know how else to explain it. Um, like it was coated in something almost kind of like. Think like like Legos, but not with his raised um, circles. You know, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it looked but like this was we, like it looked the like facade. a big toy type building. That's that's really crazy. 
but they were they were small. They were like quarter sized. I'm, I'm trying I'm trying to like like but but so it was anyway. It was very like distinctive. Like it wasn't like in a mall is what I'm saying because like you know it, it was like its own. This guy built this place and it was built by this guy named Arnie K. Um, it had uh, you know arcade machines. It had um, uh, pool tables. I guess um, it had also like a little ice cream parlor uh, off to the side, which had a little we- very weird animatronic little performance thing wow. um, uh, called Georgie. The ice cream place is called Georgie Porgies. Uh, <laughs> How far is this from your house? Do you have an animatronic dark. show this this close to you? What's that? You, you have an animatronic show this close to where you live? That's that's incredible. Well, I, di- I did, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, uh, and I'm trying to think what else there was. Uh, I think there was some kind of food. I don't I don't think there was like a... Um, well, there was a, there was a deli is what I found which will also get us oh, factors in yeah the there was a well. yeah there was a deli and that later became i think i think the deli was like it was not it was on it was like next door it wasn't like part of the a same building i don't think mm-hmm. um but i think it became like a balducci's which is like a higher end kind of italian uh market place that's like a, a a chain up around here um so that's uh yeah that's there's a lot of details obviously but that's the general that and that's where they had their own uh their own tokens, like custom tokens, which I thought was very high end mm. considering. Um, but it's just one establishment. Yeah, yeah. You correct. know, Chuck E. Cheese will have them, but these are these are for Arnie's place only. It's great, right? And like, I mean, even like, and they were metal. They were like subway tokens. Like that's kind of what they almost look like, um, as opposed to like a. Uh, you go to like, um, was it Fun Spot? Right? Don't they have wood? Do they, do they do they have metal ones there? I guess they have metal ones there. Never mm. mind. The place in New Hampshire where the uh, King of Kong. Uh, oh, the right, right. oh that's right yeah yeah um, that, that I, a... i've been there a couple times because I, I have uh friends who have a like a you know a lake house kind of nearby so we, i made it a point to go there and take the picture uh framed like that awful toady guy who like is like uh billy mitchell's number two mm-hmm. that guy they, like the his kill screen coming we got a kill screen <laughs> we got a kill screen coming yeah. <laughs> so i tried to like frame a shot like the you know where his talking heads are because there's like a door right by the machine they haven't moved the machine anyway that, that's a place um, by so the that, way i i'm curious you haven't been there because that seems to me like I, I forgot where that was but i remember watching that documentary and thinking like oh this is like the casinos that you go into where you're not supposed to be having fun like hmm. the, sometimes you walk into a casino and like the, the vibe is not good i mm-hmm. need to leave these are all people <laughs> playing hardcore uh uh they are they have they are glaring at me because an outsider has come in mm-hmm. i need to get the fuck out of here that's always the vibe i assumed fun spot would have just given the like insane nature of everybody and the very competitive nature of everybody in king of kong but is that is that true though is it is it is it fun in fun spot yeah i i would say i mean I, it's a little bit colored by the fact that it was like summer of 2021 is when we went so it was like oh my god like that was the same weekend i went to the movies for the first time in like you know a year and a half or whatever so i'm probably but i mean it was there i think probably when they have that tournament or whatever if you're anywhere near the donkey Kong, you know uh, machine you're not supposed to be having any fun but it's a lot of kids they have a lot of stuff um they have those really old machines where like you're just like there's like lights that are moving and you're just trying to hit a button when they're on the middle Mm -hmm. like they're really old (laughs) like trying to time things Mm -hmm. you know um and then you you know exchange your tickets for uh spider rings or you know the classic all those classic kind of toys all, all that stuff or like a joy buzzer you know it's kind of old timey but at the same time uh, yeah it, it's it's i would recommend it it's a good place it's huge also oh, wow, which is wow. which hmm. is kind of fun they have like every 
kind of old arcade machine in that in that in that hall where Donkey Kong is. Oh, oh here's, anyway, here's a question I, before we yeah. return to to Arnie's. Uh, uh, maybe to touch on briefly prizes. What are prizes that you want today? What are prizes that you wanted then? What's everybody's prize taste? I a lot of the ones that I talked about weren't really prize centric, or if they were, I didn't really. Occasionally, I think Time Out had a small prize counter, mm-hmm. but I think I was going to play like video games, not like ticket games. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, so you were kind of out. You were not necessarily racking up a ton for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I often with my family, and then like around like twelve or thirteen, if I'd go to the mall with friends, we'd like stop in the arcade between like the comic store and the pizza place, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but then they all pretty quickly shut down uh, by the time I got in my mid to later teens. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Mike prizes plush. Oh, okay, sure, sure. I sure. needed plush and as much of it as I could get. <laughs> and if it was, I didn't have a Chuck E. Cheese plush, but I think they had like a decent sized one, and I never got it. Um, but if it, yeah, I was looking for like a stuffed animal, sure, or a toy. But you, they had more. I feel like they usually had more like plush than they did some sort of good action figure right right right. yeah patrick yeah. price like taste the shittiest little stuffed animal that you've ever seen in your <laughs> life basically that's like and it, that's for ten thousand. yeah that's impossible for, yeah. to get <laughs> yeah. years of work like, i'll just give you money i'll mm-hmm. give you 100 us dollars <laughs> right uh no it's something it should cost uh, two mm-hmm. uh, uh, um the uh I don't think I, if there was any kind of prize situation at Arnie's, I don't remember. It probably was crooked in some way, I, <laughs> I would guess. So, so I don't. But uh, uh, Discovery Zone, I was a big, uh, you know, ticket collector for sure. Uh, you know, ski ball and all that. Uh, probably Big Bertha. I don't know if you got tickets for Bertha. I, I assume probably. You probably did. Maybe a ticket one. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of what I would have wanted though. There was always some. I don't know. One of those like dumb like uh, like you know those, they're like a kaleidoscope thing where it's like it it's like a uh, yeah. It's like crystal on one end, mm. and it's kind of shaped like a funnel. And you're and you look into the narrow end, and it's like uh, that's about the best you could do. I feel like like a like a like a cheapo version of that. I never really collected a ton of prize tickets. So. Weird little tube, right, right, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, my just spider. I mean, uh, spider rings always welcome. Oh, you know, sure. black or orange. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. sure, yeah. Um, my and thinking about my favorite arcade memories, I like you know I, I had plenty that I went to growing up that I liked, but there were not a, not a lot of stories necessarily. But my favorite time ever at an arcade uh, was when uh, I was on a funnier die shoot that was in Oklahoma City. It was a shoot that involved me uh, uh, acting as a massage therapist to <laughs> Kevin Durant and James Harden. Okay. Uh, so that was an odd experience I got to have <laughs> while Kate Upton looked on. This was mm-hmm. a star study. This was, oh, these were the glory days of uh, of, <laughs> of branded web content for uh, headphone brands. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, a whole whole group of people was in Oklahoma City, and we had time to kill one day, and we passed by a mall on the side of the freeway. Like, oh, that that's what we're doing. We're going there we went to the quail springs mall and we had the most wonderful time it must have been a tilt i think it was probably a tilt um and we played the deal or no deal game oh. uh, which is a good one i recommend that in general you can like get a couple rounds of action on it even mm-hmm. if you end up losing like it's one of the you know like like roulette or something where like well it's at least mm-hmm. fun even if you uh sure just eat it but but uh, uh this this brain trust of, of five folks involved andrew grissom and matt mazzani who've been on the show and other friends of the show buzz mm. buzz uh, uh we all got the full hundred uh in dealer Kate no- Upton as well we, she there? what's that 
Did Kate come as well, or, or is she at some? Kate Upton was she with you? Oh, oh okay. No, uh, Kate, Kevin, and James did seem to be. Uh, <laughs> they did seem to have uh, uh, have no interest in associating with us as soon as they uh, <laughs> were. Some of those people trying to leave the shoot while it was occurring, and I was uh, demanded to go dance around like a clown to get them to stop. What? Uh, yes, that is something that happened. <laughs> like. Yeah, here's the whole story. The uh, uh, yeah, I was just brought onto this thing. Is like I don't know. Maybe we'll throw in, you in there. We'll give you a part or something. Or you're like an on-set writer or something. And the basketball players wanted to leave. Uh, uh, like they'd been there for an hour and a half, and they're like, "This is longer than anything mm-hmm. should ever take." Mm-hmm. But they also heard one of them on the lav mics say, "Like, like, hey, that that dude's pretty funny." Uh, um, and I like and so like that's some inside information. Like maybe that's a way. And they said, "Just go entertain him. Go." And I and I. <laughs> I literally had then walked up to these very famous <laughs> basketball players just like hey what's uh i just like i just like acted like i mean they were much younger than me also sure. yeah. which, which is hard to uh think about when they're they are uh, uh, uh giants and uh sure and, uh, does, multi-millionaires does anyone have eyes on kevin durant um yeah, I know we were all taking lunch he said he was heading to the airport does anyone know what that <laughs> means <laughs> Did it, your dancing work? Uh, it did. It did keep him around. We finished. The, oh, really? te- technically, there were like all the shots were completed. Yeah, oh. I'll, I did just like uh, uh, goof around as like a. I was a babysitter to Kevin Durant. Wow. in Oklahoma never City. Heard this. this was a. This was a, uh, an odd thing. And uh, did you um, talk ever again after that? Uh, the relation. I, um, <laughs> I, uh, I mean, I should hit him up again because That's what I'm I, I, I think he'll have such fond memories of that day. Remember Oklahoma City? He's probably been, you know. Uh, probably been lonely. Like, sure, he's successful, but like, does he th- have he any misses, thoughts? He misses true innocent fun. Does he, he have any thoughts have on like anymore. the Matterhorn or something? He could do the show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, I'll try to get a hold of him, but I think if it's just like literally, you'd have too much space in the All room, right? right? I think you guys would have to. Uh, that's uh, true. You're the tall one, so he's gonna replace you. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. Uh, you could probably get a reply on Twitter at least, right? He's pretty active on there. So. I'll send a nice screenshot of remember. Oh, remember the fun the the funny massage scene you were in for 15 minutes. <laughs> Um, hey hey, saw an old pic of the two of us thinking of you yeah (laughs) thinking of you kev Uh, um anyway the point is uh uh in oklahoma city the victory the victory like the the thunder had when we saw them the night before Mm -hmm. we had a victory of 100 tickets in deal or no deal and the game was right at the like we basically like fed the tickets out into the mall like it was right at the door so we just like kept going into the concourse and i bring all this up to say having 100 tickets and then a group of dudes was so fun like okay let's put our heads together what are the ultimate prizes that we want to do here and i recommend these to anybody uh little parachute guys oh yeah which we threw off the third level into the court and donated them to some uh to some uh, local 10 year olds and then this is a really good prize uh uh, whether you have kids or you're uh a a 30 something hillbilly teeth do we have this uh this picture jordan here's me in the oklahoma city disney store with yeah wow look at that I'm so happy here. We invented a whole we were we invented a whole lineup of characters called the Hokels. Okay. We had a whole mythology us with our hillbilly teeth. <laughs> um Hokels. Uh, uh I guess you know sort of like yokel but with hokum oh, yeah. added to it and it was just like, you know, now the governor of New York, Kathy, one of your classic <laughs> characters. You know, you know. <laughs>
<laughs> um, anyway, just fond fond memories of of my Hokel days. Yeah. If you want me to bust out a little Hokel, I'd be uh, I'd be happy to hear some. Yeah, sure. well, what the what the heck is all this uh, this equipment in front of me here? <laughs> I don't know about this big city equipment. I'm just a Hokel. <laughs> nothing but a Hokel. <laughs> Imagine Have you written for... the Hokels into any sort of script? No, I've thought. Maybe, is that like a juncture? Like, was that a sign at the time that Hokels should have yes. been a show that we tried? Well, this could be a whole different universe if we just took uh, You had done it, yeah. Me and Bug you got Hokels now. off the ground. The Hokels causes Peacock to lose yet another billion dollars. <laughs> 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 so we're all Peacock trying. is all in on the Hokels. <laughs> <laughs> This had better work. It's kind of like Yellowstone, but silly. <laughs> but all silly like. It's called Hokus. After an abbreviated first season, Poker Face canceled due to money being diverted to the Hokus. <laughs> <laughs> if only Poker Face was as fun as us to Hokus. <laughs> I still have the teeth. I wow. use them as a Christmas ornament uh, uh, each year, and um, uh, so so you know that's a budget right there. We're already four dollars ahead. Uh, uh, we are we are we do already have the teeth. So well, great. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll I'll get pitching soon. Um, anyway, that that is I just recommend those uh, uh, as prizes if you get the if you get the chance. Here's Arnie's place. Oh great! Oh I didn't yes. know we had this photo. Oh great, great, great. Um, oh okay, wait! So oh this can, tells you kind of see. Yeah. Wait. This weird brown texture uh that's kind it's kind of bumpy it's brown and bumpy mm -hmm. interesting um you know how you like buildings to be <laughs> i mean it does look like a building that you'd want to hug it's like a it's a it's a big soft foamy building that's that that's nice. it has that like a token out. cut out of the wall kind of it's got like this like two like semicircle windows um yeah above and below the arnie's place uh logo a big space in between arnie's and place not sure what the decision there on the font was but um just give give kids yeah. a break from reading <laughs> you, you read one word take a breather you, before you read the next yeah you read all day you know you come in here you don't have to read in here that's what you did in school all day oh and look at this interior of oh my god like this Beautiful. this really straight yeah this is so glorious it's like i don't know <laughs> can you describe this to like every game is in this glorious like golden wood like liberace's booth. bedroom yes. is an arcade yes just these um, big rounds. This it's like incredible woodwork. This is this is like this, this is a, a top shelf arcade for sure. Every game has its own slot, its own uh, peep show like privacy. Yeah, booth. yeah, that's and true. I, it's like a urinal yeah, with very, the dividers. It, it's it's very strip clubby in retrospect. Um, that's something I obviously did not cotton to when I was a kid, but uh, it is it is very much. Um, yeah, it's it's mirrored ceilings essentially. Right, Liberace's bedroom. Oh sure, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but so uh, the thing to why why are we talking about Arnie's place in general? What is the big? Why have I built up Arnie's place? And I think it's because I looked into this owner, Arnie K, and Arnie K was out of his mind. This guy was nuts. I as, as alluded to earlier, I could not believe how much literature <laughs> there was about Connecticut arcade owner Arnie K. Uh which which Patrick, you in our DMs alluded to a little bit. Like you had you had like the legends from your parents of of Arnie lore. Do you recall anything in particular? Yeah, I mean there was something about him I remember being told that he like chained himself to City Hall or something <laughs> because because they were like, the town didn't want it to open. Like there was like a neighborhood or, or town association or something that like opposed the arcade opening because, and this is all very 
quaint in retrospect, you know, but like it was 1982, 1981, I guess this was taking place. And it was like, it's going to be da- a hangout for teens. They're going to smoke and play addictive video games mm-hmm. and et cetera. You know, they should go to the YMCA or, you know, uh, school groups or church, or, you know, it's not very convincing in retrospect, uh, listening to listening to whoever the opposition was. But uh, yeah, as part of that, I think he chained himself to Westport City Hall or Town Hall. Um, and there's a bunch of other stunts that he obviously uh, did or threatened to do. But let's pull up a, a picture of him. This is this is Arnie K. As in the New York Times, the New York Times covered <laughs> this local arcade drama an astounding amount of times. I got a subscription so that I could read, <laughs> uh, not keep up with current events, but uh, look up 1984 articles about arcade drama. Uh, um, for the listener, uh, well, here, I, I, I'm reading this from the newspaper. Somewhere described him as a hulk of a man, uh, probably around 30, 350 pounds, and it was his dream to build a video arcade. Uh, he was the heir to a pinball fortune, mm. which now, after what mm. Jason said now, at the beginning, there's a lot of color okay, in there. All I right, not, yeah. yeah. And I hate to profile <laughs> off of his uh, physical appearance, but you, you know, there's look. He's the, he's got a Paul Sorvino. Certainly thing has going a Paul on. Sorvino thing going on. Um. So what does pinball fortune mean? I don't know. Uh. He um. He was so he's uh, uh, very very wealthy. He lived in Connecticut in a house previously owned by a Gershwin. Wow. Like George Gershwin's sister, Francis, who was married to the inventor of Kodachrome photography. So that's who had the house before. And then pinball heir Arnie K. So this is, a, this is like clearly a very nice estate. And he really, but anybody wanted to give back. He wanted to give uh, Connecticut kids like you some fun. Uh, but he ran afoul of something called the Greens Farms Association who said, we don't want our town to become a city. That's what, uh, <laughs> oh, yes, I, I see what you mean. Oh, the so city life, yeah. but we are but a quaint town. Um, but he, in, in, in starting this arcade, he's like, uh, this is not going to be, you know, just some scuzzy kid hangout. This is going to be, uh, you know, a, a classy top shelf place. We're going to have attendance in blazers. <laughs> everyone who works here will mm-hmm. be in a blazer. And I know that everyone in the town is worried about kids skipping school to go to the arcade. And that's why uh, our three uniformed attendants will be on duty and they will all have copies of the, all the school calendars in a <laughs> 25 mile radius in their pockets. <laughs> And so if a young person unaccompanied by an adult enters, we ask them, no school today. And then it's weird. They said no school today while making this like a pay up kid. Oh, oh, there's no school. I hear there's no school if you can like scratch, scratch, you know. Well, Arnie did his training, and then he did his uh, off-the-books training. Yeah, that's right? yeah. everyone the yeah. gestures. Uh, um, so anyway, so look, we can we're cross-checking the calendars. Uh, we have a PA system to announce the names of children called home for dinner. <laughs> Imagine the embarrassment of <laughs> Patrick Bonner. This is how I thought everywhere was all the time. Actually, when I was a kid, I thought everyone would know if I ever did something wrong or like knew what. Like, they knew my name. They knew who my parents were. So I never decided to do anything bad. Mm-hmm. Michael Carlson, stop playing the Turtles game. Right. The, the, the arcade should know he got a B-plus on a recent social mm-hmm. studies <laughs> test. That's yeah. right. right like, and as a kid, you, 
Oh, I was going to say, as a kid, Mike's motto was, call me whatever you want, just don't call me late for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's true. <laughs> Be on your tombstone, Can't dispute too. that. Um, I mean, it's something, there's something very quaint about the idea. You've been called home for dinner. It's like, well, unless your mom is outside in the Volvo. Like, this is not Little House on the Prairie. Like, this is on a <laughs> this is on the Post Road in Westport. It's like a road that everyone goes like 40 on. There's car dealership across the street. You know what I mean? It's not a this is not like a walk home type, you know, area. So just from a purely from a distance perspective, forgetting about, right. you know, being on the side of like a, a main road. So yeah, mom's outside. So I guess I guess if that's what's being called home for dinner is, then sure. Um, the security guards but... didn't have like some sort of giant index of like, okay, little Billy's dinner is at six thirty. Yeah, right. <laughs> little Sally's <laughs> is at seven forty-five. Mom gets home late. We're gonna be consulting with all the local children's <laughs> meal calendars. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you got to submit. Yeah, go. You go door to door. Part of the census in the town was to give the meal calendar out <laughs> to let everyone know when meals happen in the family. We're talking five thirty six. And then what? Do you, what uh, do you do like a steak night? Do you do like a, like a Mexican tacos? The preparation what's the of the meal take is gonna go into account when we're calling your kids. <laughs> So you got to tell us what what is taco night? Is it Tuesday? You making a roast? Is it gonna take longer? Can yeah, play yeah. Because we got to have a grace fifteen to thirty minute grace period, depending on how hot your oven cooks. <laughs> yeah, give us your amperage. <laughs> um. So, uh, oh, and then and then one more thing, because he's okay. Arnie is trying all that he can. He's ingratiating himself to the town. I want to get this arcade built. I'm gonna have the school calendars. And oh, you're worried about kids sneaking out of high school? I'll, I'll build a gate. <laughs> the thing he offered. I will build a gate. This is Trump's plan. Yeah, I know what? how to stop. What if we just build a very a uh, high wall? That will stop uh-huh. uh, uh, high school uh, miscreants. Um, but anyways, um, the the city still will not budge. We will not open this place. Uh, uh, we just and we aren't zoned for it. Frankly, we don't want an arcade in our town. So Arnie started going ape shit. He called <laughs> he called the rules unconstitutional. He called the opponents of uh, of his plan snobs and racists. Wow. Not sure where racism enters the picture. Arnie mm. K seems like a, a white fella. Mm. Uh, um. Anyway, then he, as you said, chained himself to town hall. Uh. uh then. Uh, <laughs> Uh, then he had a guy dressed as Pac-Man hand out $50 bills to anyone wearing an I support Arnie's Place shirt. This goes all the way up and up to the Connecticut Supreme Court. And then finally, uh, dream achieved. It is opening. Great. Arnie's Place is open for business. Three weeks later, it is closed. A, a judge orders it closed again. Um because it had something to do with zoning. We're like, okay, we'll let you do this, but max 50 games. He put in 80 games. <laughs> so now he's like uh, uh, going back and forth with them. Like, okay, what if, all right, I'm going to have 75 games. And so a lot of them are just backups. So it's only mm-hmm. if the other games go down. But then, of course, he's just running all the games at once. So he's this is immediately shut down. How this place is such a firestorm, I don't know. <laughs> um, but Arnie thinks about... Other angles. What else can we do uh, to keep my place open? And he realized, wait a minute, the uh, the city's not okay with arcades, but I've checked the Constitution, and they say nothing about porno theaters. <laughs> <laughs> so here's what I'm gonna do. There's this uh, there's a city councilman, William Sidon, 
and he uh, has a bug up his butt about my arcade. What if I open a porno theater called the William Seiden Pornography Theater? <laughs> <laughs> he's opening a spite porno theater that he doesn't even want to open <laughs> named after a local politician <laughs> that is one of the canniest moves i have ever <laughs> heard of genius. if you don't let me open my business i will open a porno theater and name it after you <laughs> <laughs> so this idea is uh it, he didn't copyright it anybody can do this if there's listeners who are trying to start yeah, yeah. a restaurant a, a cafe a laundromat anything anything yeah yeah just start start doing this for fun it it uh, i do wonder if the initial like scapegoating of this place of like this place is going to be trouble was by a traveling boys band con artist salesman because <laughs> it sounds very close to the music the setup of the music band where he's like you have a pool hall down oh here. sure yeah. yeah yeah it's a real life music they're man. playing the teenage mutant ninja turtles <laughs> is that what you want your children <laughs> you want them experimenting with ooze at home mutants? with their pets that's the only place this could lead you want them to know martial arts and the art of being seen and not seen <laughs> you're not gonna be able to call them home for dinner if you can't even see them in plain sight now do that in a little bit more of a musical way <laughs> you're not <laughs> these kids are becoming lethal enforcers they're trying to stage a revolution they're living in the sewers they're living in the sewers <laughs> they're sleeping on the sewer floor they're gonna start a revolution X <laughs> they're not looking at their local youth group passer they're looking at an old rat man <laughs> <laughs> tell you we got trouble um uh porno theater not enough of a threat then he's like all right here's what i'm gonna do that nice house that i have that i i got from the gershwins uh i'm gonna let the hell's angels live in it. <laughs> <laughs> um and then it just oh, and then he says like oh if, if this all goes through if this works and i have the hell's angels riding around town and i open my porno theater residents are gonna drop dead <laughs> <laughs> Um, so things are, are heating up and people are like, why is this guy so <laughs> nuts? And he says, well, I'm look, I'm just very determined why an example of this is when there was a burglar in my home and I shot and killed him. Is so, that, is that a one-to-one? -one? <laughs> <laughs> is that a good example of what it, well, William Seiden is, a, is attempting to kill my That's business. Right, right. My entrepreneurship. Uh-huh. <laughs> Look, I don't want to be severe, but if you don't let me over the arcade, I'm going to shoot and kill you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to run for city council, win for sure, and then for uh, <clears throat> order of business, clear my throat, pour myself some water, bang, 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 bang shoot all the city council. <laughs> Was it with like a Revolution X gun? <laughs> that's what they based the game on yeah uh uh anyways it, it, he said it was another case of someone trying to take something away from me said mm. k who was not charged in the shooting right uh he also once got an unexpected tax bill for a thousand and one hundred dollars which he said fine i'll pay it in pennies oh <laughs> um, so this guy was just a troublemaker <laughs> in general um, in, in all of this, a guy said, I don't understand this man's persistence. He's worth $119 million, <laughs> and he works 90 hours a week. You explain it. And then a reminder, Kay's family manufactures pinball machines. Jason, I 
everything you said at the beginning. I didn't know you were said that you were doing the prologue. For, yeah, wow. I don't, I don't get it. How does he have all this money and he's just from a pinball machine family? Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. and this was big money. So what I was saying was wrong. <laughs> um, well, there he is. I, There's Arnie. Um, was he eventually elected mayor? Like that'd be the fitting end <laughs> of the <this> story. <laughs> um, then governor. Uh, no, I. Well, so okay. Here's here's the next few steps. Uh, um, oh, he also uh, in this article where he, he's doing a lot of threatening says, "If the town does me harm, I will do the town harm." <laughs> <laughs> and all this is enough for Arnie's place to victoriously open with wow. as many <laughs> games as he wants. Mr. Um, Mayor, Alderman, I've killed before, I've killed again. <laughs> now, on to my business today. My my real concern with Arnie K, and this is, a uh, memory is coming back to me of like a regular Carmen Side arcades where you put a quarter in and the game wouldn't start. So then oh, you yeah. find the put-upon worker and they would like jam their finger on the coin and sometimes use the key to open the machine and like toggle some stuff. And eventually they go like, all right, here, and then close it back up and just give you a few quarters and walk away. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, like, all right, it should be fine now. I feel like Arnie K, maybe not as generous. Uh, I feel ooh. like I'd be scared to ask him to like, hey, can you open this Him up directly, and, yes. Yeah, waggle it around. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But one yeah. of his business suit wearing employees? Right. I, I'm picturing now. I, I don't remember who worked there. I assume they were te- mostly teenagers. Well, it said there were off-duty cops working there as well. I don't. I, what? I don't really remember <laughs> death. Uh, it, it is getting much more strip clubby. Uh, the more the more details you find out, but uh, yeah, really. yeah. I mean, I don't remember every, like everyone looking like legs, you know, from Fat Tony's uh, crew <laughs> or something. Yeah, did any of this this vibe that I'm discussing? Does this ring true, or was it like was that in the past? Now things things were innocent as far as you knew it. Arnie's place. This was, I mean, that was all before I was born. I was born a, a year after that. I didn't, li- I didn't live in the area until uh, like a few years after that. Um, so that was all. It, it, Arnie's was just a business that was open, I believe, at that point. Wow. Um, but it was like, you know, it had like um, patterned, like I think it was like kind of space-ish, you know, that kind of like '80s, like futuristic-looking kind of patterned carpet, also. Um, and it was just like, uh, yeah, I, you know, it was just an arcade. I, I had no idea about the backstory. I think I think my dad must have found out about it, like, retroactively, because obviously he wasn't around either. But it was, then again, it was in the New York Times. It seems like every week, um, another discussion. Yes. So I don't know. There were so many articles. I was, I was baffled by how much this was talked about. And, and, and also, that's not the end. Every single business that he had, every sub-business had other stuff like this. So just to close out that story, uh, William Seiden... Uh, the uh, al- the almost but not named uh, owner of the pornography theater lost his election. <laughs> Arnie got his way, but Sidon lost. And then years later, when it was about to close, circa '94, like you said, um, he the newspaper asked him for comment, and he said it was a good place, and I will miss it. I made okay. a big mistake. He like wow. He, yeah, he was he kissed the was ring. Completely owned by by Arnie. Well, wow. they, they didn't mention it in the article, but there was a uh, red dot uh, that appeared <laughs> on the side of his. <laughs> I have to go now. No more comments. Uh, um. Then then just like general uh, memories that I saw on a message board about Arnie's place. Like oh yeah, lots of good times. I remember one time when Arnie just snapped, and everyone with a leather jacket was permanently banned and thrown out. <laughs> 
<laughs> he had the bat in his hand and everything. The good, bat? Good time. The bat. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me get the bat. Wow. He was like Sting, the wrestler Sting, <laughs> with his trademark bat. <laughs> Wow! Yeah, he was up in the he was up in the rafters the whole time. Uh, that yeah, was very Arnie. Out. Yeah, every now and then a spotlight would <laughs> come on Arnie. <laughs> then they had the whole, they had the whole thing where there was a fake Arnie also. Yeah, like yeah. Too many Arnies. <laughs> yeah. The decoy. He had Arnie had decoys, <laughs> like Saddam Hussein. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, are you 350 pounds in the, in the Westport area? Would you take a bullet from me? <laughs> Ar- Arnie's not here. Wage. Arnie's not here. His sons, Uday and Kuse, are running the floor today. That's right. Uh, uh, man, the bat. Yeah, the bat. And what do you, the, to break down this story also, le- everyone with a leather jacket was banned? Why? It must have been like one it? kid with a leather, leather jacket did something that annoyed him. Yeah. So just, he was that's just, it, you leatherotties. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you never said for mm-hmm. Arnie's again. Leather blazers caught on in the 90s, so did Arnie have to go like back in his office and think about banning that kid? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come to think of it, I, I was a big uh, leather jacket kid when I was seven, so my parents <laughs> like, whoa, 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 you can't go in there like that. No, I, I did not own any leather, I don't believe. Uh, you can wear this anywhere, but not there. Um <laughs> Don't want to die. Like hide, it in the, hide it in the bushes outside. <laughs> Not allowed to bring that in. It maybe Ar- <laughs> maybe Arnie just heard like the song "Leader of the Pack" and he got really <laughs> upset. It <laughs> was like uh, no more. This, all doo-wop based grievances. Yeah. A lot of uh... Jersey boy. He hated Jersey boys. <laughs> the day the day they opened the door to the Brill Building, this country went downhill. <laughs> all that popular music. <laughs> <laughs> He's a child. Child wearing a leather jacket. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Jordan. Yeah, this kid. No, he's out of there. That, kid, that, kid, that kid's up to no good. Leather jackets banned. Uh, uh, snapping in unison banned. <laughs> definitely banned. Yeah, definitely that. banned. Um. So then he he opened a, a deli. Uh. <laughs> and the and again he ran afoul of the town they're like yeah we should uh, this time we'll impose some stuff on arnie and i'm sure it'll be fine uh no he just he was denied a liquor license so he just started giving it away he's just giving away <laughs> booze uh he said this is like the this is the new boston tea party um and uh and then he like there were like guys there were like secret shoppers coming in like to see if like i heard i've heard that all right we'll see if we can get some of the uh, we'll see if we can order some wine, but they gave themselves away because they came in and only ordered two cans of clam stock at 10.30 a.m. <laughs> he's done it. He's done it. He's fine to me. Your next CVS $4 You off. gotta ask for a pound of Capicola, a pound of Provolone, and then the clam stock. And it's like, oh, you have any wine floating around? You throwing some wine? <laughs> free wine? You giving it away for free wine? Um, so there was that, and then the last this is the most inane lawsuit ever that uh arnie um lost a 1991 lawsuit against nabisco then the owner of the trademark for a1 sauce because his deli was selling a sauce called a2 sauce (laughs) 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 yeah fuck it those a1 guys (laughs) sitting up on their high horse they think they're the only sauce in this country (laughs) I mean, he is, he is, I mean, if he's really worth a hundred million dollars and he's this 
willing Petty. to like to go to like I, I looked up the case. It went to summary judgment, so that means it went all the way through discovery, all the way through people getting deposed. Mm. They did probably <laughs> trademark surveys to see like what the public, how famous A one is, you know, and who was associated with what, all that kind of stuff. And so it's probably cost hundreds of thousands of dollars. And he got his clock absolutely cleaned in the decision because, yeah, of course. (laughs) But somebody got paid a lot of money to work on that for probably like a couple years. Like, it's completely insane. You're right that he would not think like that he has an okay. Probably somebody told him right away, you are not going to win this. Like, Mm -hmm. hell, I ain't. We're going. Because his attitude was, you know, fuck them, you know. And it's like, well, Nabisco has a little bit more of (laughs) of an ability to fight things and maybe inclination than, you know, a suburban town that's just like, oh, God. Okay. (laughs) He has like, he's willing to spend any money. All right. We're going to roll over here, you know. (laughs) Well, there is a uh, an obscure. We're gonna open the Nabisco Porno Theater. That's his big. <laughs> Why didn't he and then he gets sued for trademark infringement again. See, that's a, that's what would, that would happen there. <laughs> we got a wall with a glory hole, and the o, the hole is in the O of Nabisco. <laughs> <It's> a... <laughs> I I looked up A two sauce and just got a lot of results for recipes for homemade yum yum sauce. Mm. Okay. You guys making uh, yum yum sauce? <laughs> Is that? <laughs> I'm disturbed by the phrase homemade yum yum sauce. It's... That sounds like something you would hear at a buffet concert. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> yum yum sauce. It's just hot sauce, cayenne, mayonnaise, sugar, garlic. It's just like a spicy mayo, it seems like. Well, that's, that's one yeah. way to make yeah. it. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I know another. Hey, I got I got another idea for yum yum sauce too. <laughs> oh, Mr. Hokel, yeah. But I'm probably I'm probably not it taste any good. I'm just a hokel. Final <laughs> preparation step says put yum yum sauce on the glass. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you could get kicked out of a concert for that. Yeah, I think even the even the parking lot. All right, let's um, let's wind this guy down. We've th- this is uh, uh, I, I'm I'm exhausted by the story of Arnie, but so excited by it because you know we've been talking. There's there's been this phrase guys on the show mm. lately, and, and I when Patrick when you told me the vague uh, uh, situation with Arnie, and I and I started looking in like I think we have a, I think we have a local we, guy yeah. on our hand. It's hard to describe what guy is exactly, but I I was thinking qualities of it are just like uh, um, it like. Endless wealth, mm. endless determination mm-hmm. to uh, make a really like limited dream happen, <laughs> mm-hmm. and that like uh, uh, you are it like fail it fails a bunch. Wait, this was this is the phrase that you are you're failure prone, but also failure proof. Yes, <laughs> anybody good, good. who fails over and over <laughs> again, and mm-hmm. yet just gets up and does it again immediately. Right, and that's definitely Arnie. That's from definitely Arnie's Arnie. Place. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, A two sauce. <laughs> I, yeah, that's that's really good. You can't sue me. It's you know, it's A two. What? It's way different. If I could uh, direct, <laughs> oh, wow, you found a bottle. You found a bottle of A two sauce. Wow, oh, Arnie would be so so proud if I could direct the uh, jury to the second numeral in the. I assume he represented himself. Oh yeah, he would have to. <laughs> Does this look like a one to you? It's the most bent up one I've ever seen. <laughs> if that's a one, um, I'm sorry. I think this case is not. Oh, well, then can I direct your attention to the bat? <laughs> <laughs> He's got a bat. <laughs> His trademark bat. 
<laughs> my client is prepared to offer not to name a porno theater after <laughs> your client. We will not budge on this. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, what a, what a delight. Thank you for bringing us this this local flavor, giving us something to, to, to cut loose on. Uh, Patrick Monahan. Um, uh, uh, Unless you, if you cross us, you will be Patrick Monahan of the Patrick Monahan Pornography <laughs> Theater. But for now, mm-hmm. we've had a good time with you, so we'll just say you survived podcast the ride. Uh, 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 what, what a blast! Let's exit through the gift shop. Is there anything you'd like to plug? Uh, what a time to be alive! It's a uh, let's see, it's the podcast that counts down the things each week to make you say the thing. That's the title of the podcast. It's uh, dumb news, uh, nothing too serious. It's me, Eli Uden, Kath Barbadoro, uh, all comedians. And uh, that's the main thing. And then, I don't know, I'm like Patty Moe on the social stuff, I guess. So um, that's about it. Fantastic. Uh, um, yes, and you're super funny on there. And so uh, super funny with us. We appreciate uh, having you here. And, um, and as for us, uh, thanks to Jordan Katz for producing this one and giving us some great visual aids. Thank you. If you want to see the video of this episode, head to the Forever Dog YouTube channel. Uh, you can find us on the socials at Podcast The Ride. For three bonus episodes every month, check out Podcast The Ride, The Second Gate, where, Patrick, you'll be happy to hear there is an episode coming up that's in the can uh, that does involve Mr. Belvedere sitting on his own balls. <laughs> the great tale uh, will be told. <laughs> So, uh, but only behind the uh, the second gate, uh, which you can find at patreon.com slash podcast the ride. Um, well, uh, what a delight. And I also, by the way, on the fly, I cut, you know, how about a little music to go out on? Jordan, uh, I, here's one more thing I want to say about Arnie's place is that uh, apparently it was a great place to play the game Journey. You guys know the game Journey? <laughs> I don't. I can't say I do. Uh, and when I say journey, it is the journey that you might be thinking really? of. Uh, uh, there is a game. I think the home game was called Journey the Escape. But the other one is just Journey the oh, Arcade wow. Game. You know, just, just uh, screw it. Let's just play it. What, what video do you got? Uh, uh... Data Age presents the world's first rock video game, Journey Escape. The concert's over. Now you must help each member of Journey escape through mobs of crazy groupies, shifty-eyed promoters. Neil and Find your roadies and manager. And run for the escape vehicle. And live to rock another day. Journey Escape for the Atari 2600 from Data Age. Yeah, I love that. Uh, um, Journey the video game, uh, um, which, yeah, apparently you could play at Arnie's and at a lot of places, and people did pride themselves in having high, high scores in that game, which you would, of course, get by playing as each member. And I mean all of them. So, wow, yes, really? Neil, you can be Neil Sean. You have to retrieve Neil Sean's guitar, and then once you do, you wow. can shoot energy bullets. Of course. Um, or you can play as Jonathan Kane, where you descend a series of ramps while jumping over moving her to reach Kane's keyboard, uh, then shoot lines of it. The whole thing, it actually it becomes that you're playing a concert in space and <laughs> you have to watch out for alien groupoids. Oh, wow, watch really? Yeah, yeah. Yep, that's, that's what would happen if you were Journey in space. Mm. Uh, um, but that all, with that exciting commercial having just been played, and we'll, we'll let this music play us out and this clip from the game. So that's how they dressed up the game on TV. Then you go play it in an arcade and this is what you get. Uh, here's some sweet sounds, and thanks for listening, everybody, uh, and, and watching on Forever Dog. Yeah. Steve is going to get his microphone and stand. Oh, he got it. That sound was him getting it. <laughs> now 
he's about to die. Oh my god, Steve Perry has been compromised to a permanent end. <laughs> Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced Dog. by Mike Carlson, Jason Sheridan, Scott Gardner, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.